With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, it's always interesting when I go from the cell phone to the studio line and back and forth. Uh, I went to go call what I believe to be Nile Nickel. And some random rapper picks up the phone. And I said something about Niall. And he goes, yes. And I said, okay. I said, we're going to be going on here in a few moments. And he goes, what? Going on? What are you talking about? I didn't something. And he said something, something. And then he said shit. And I'm like, well, that's not Niall. So I hung up on him and I (laughs) manually dialed Niall's number. And we actually have the actual real Nile Nickel with us. How are you, sir? Uh, maybe I should start rapping. Just because <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll tell you. I I thought it was great. I love just all the various things that happen, and <laughs> I just I, I I never know what I'm gonna get when I pick up the phone or call the last number that called me or who knows. So it's always fun. If it's only limited to that, you're doing better than me because I always wonder what I'm going to get when I open my eyes in the morning. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that is, that is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. It's always good when you wake up and you don't go, where am I? <laughs> Where am I? Where am I? You know, yeah, it's... There's it's, few of us that, you know, sometime in our life that may have happened, but just saying. Well, you know... A friend told me, anyway. Back, a back, me. back in the day, we used to... Uh, when uh, me and uh, the other two, we'll just say, we're, 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 would, would, would go to the gym, it was always, you know, you don't want to have that mentality of, of, of go big or get lost. And then, of course, then you turn around and go, where am I? But uh, we have got Niall Nickel with us today. He, of course, is the independent freelance science, technology, and social media reporter. And he joins us today. Also, uh, IndyCar reporter as well. He joins us live mm-hmm. here on our big program. And uh, So, Niall, what do you have for us today, my friend? Well, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about CES, but I... Uh... I'm pretty excited about some things developing in 2024. Um, everybody's heard about, uh, you know, the artificial intelligence and augmented reality, virtual reality. Um, and virtual reality has probably made the biggest splash because a lot of gamers use it. They could, you know, go play in the game and, and be virtually in the game, even though they're, they're not. But one of the things that I have had a greater interest in over the last 10 years or so, is augmented reality. Meaning, I could see the real world around me, but it's augmented with additional data. 
with additional images. And Apple, as you may know, is one of the companies that, that never shows up at CES. And they, they never have, probably never will. But Apple, nevertheless, never remains quiet during the CES period of time. And one of the things they just did, I shouldn't say just, they alluded to this late last year, but they did some further announcements uh, just before CES this year, and it's called the Apple Vision Pro. And they're thinking this may be the biggest thing since the iPhone. I don't know if that's going to be true or not, because the glasses look sort of clunky, but it is AR, augmented reality. A nice thing about these glasses is, is you put the glasses on, and if you want a transparent mode, you could see through them. So you could you could see behind the screen that's in front of it, or you could just see completely through them with no screen. But if you go sort of a full uh, augmented reality there, you could actually put a big screen in front of you, whether it's a computer screen, a video display, you know, TV, if you will, that you're watching, and all of a sudden, wherever you're at, you could have a 100-inch screen right there. Um, high resolution with sound, uh, surround sound, and all that good stuff. And we're going to see Apple release those. Uh, I haven't seen the prices on them yet, interestingly enough, but they're going to release those on the 19th of this month, just a few days away, and you'll be able to start getting them in your hot little hands on the 2nd of February. But Apple's not the only one doing that. In fact, there's another company that has some AR glasses that, uh, to me, look a little bit more powerful because they look almost like regular eyeglasses. And, uh, you know, the nice thing about that is, is you could be wearing these glasses and nobody knows that, you know, you're getting additional data uh, in your, your eyeballs about them. For example, if you happen to go to a big meeting, uh, and maybe there's some people there that you want to meet, well, all of a sudden you could walk up to somebody. It will do a facial recognition of them, look up their profile on LinkedIn or your personal files, and give you all the details about them. So all of a sudden, you know, you're able to, uh, to talk very intelligently, and you can't say, excuse me, I forget your name, but, you know, you can now remember all the details about them and, you know, what they told you in the past and all of that, especially if you meet an awful lot of people like I do sometimes. It's easy to forget some of those details. So that's awesome. That's one of the exciting things I think is going on. That is that is pretty cool. Uh, we have got Niall Nickel with us today. He joins us live here on our big program coast to coast and border to border as they say and uh we have got the fantastic nile nickel joining us live so what 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 else was uh going on out there at uh, ces out there at the old uh i'm assuming they held it again at resorts world this year <laughs> downtown sparkling las vegas the yes. home of sim city and casinos and food and just about everything you could want. But yes, they did. And, uh, you know, electric vehicles have been, you know, gaining uh, a lot of attention over the years. And, and, you know, there's more and more of them. It seems like every manufacturer now has them. But we're finding more and more about electric vehicles and the fact that the infrastructure that we have simply can't support them. Uh, So, uh, and... You know, the, the distribution around the country is also hard, where you've got to pull into a, a charging station and maybe be at that charging station anywhere from an hour to two or three hours 
to get a charge to take you another few hundred miles down the road. So one of the things that's always been in the background that has been hydrogen-powered cars. Um, it's clean-burning fuel. It's plentiful. We don't have to worry about running out of it. And it turns out that Hyundai and Bosch, which Bosch is more of a <clears throat> supplier to the automotive in- industry, are both there announcing their hydrogen energy vehicles. But the thing that was interesting with Hyundai's approach is they are signaling that they plan on creating a complete uh, hydrogen society, um, including the storage, the production, and the transportation of the hydrogen fuel so that it could be just as convenient as gas stations. And that's been one of the issues that people have talked about with hydrogen and, for that matter, electric alternative energy vehicles, if you will. Um, but uh, it seemed to be, get a lot of attention, and we'll have to see where that goes. You know, why don't um, manufacturers or technology people, or I don't know what the hell you would even call them, uh, why doesn't anybody ever mess with uh, water, like hydro vehicles? Because there's so much, like, runoff and waste and there's all sorts of liquid running around what 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 why why doesn't anybody come up with that you know i wouldn't be surprised if the hydrogen vehicles take off i mean water is h2o right so i wouldn't be surprised that we start to see some um some hydrogen extraction from water literally you pour the water in and, and and you know it starts the production phase um don't know of anybody working on that yet, but, you know, it's a good question, and quite honestly, one I don't know the answer to. <laughs> we have got the fantastic Niall Nickel with us today. He, of course, joins us live here on our big program. So, Niall, what else do you have for us, my friend? Well, there was a uh, an invention I saw at CES a few years ago, um, and for a lot of reasons, it was clunky, it was very expensive, it was very limited, um, but they have really stepped up their game. So uh, there, it's called baristician, I guess like, I don't know like what, but it basically is like a uh, uh, Keurig machine except for alcoholic drinks. And now on a very small screen, you can pick from 60 different recipes, and you drop the cocktail capsule into the machine, and in just seconds you have your preferred cocktail over ice. Um, They've got it down to where it's affordable. Uh, There's a a major variety of these pods, and I suspect, based on the amount of time it's been around now and the traction it appears to be getting, it won't be that long before you'll probably find as many cocktail recipes as you do K-Cups in your local grocery store. Obviously, you won't see uh, it in your local grocery store, but maybe your local liquor store. Um, And that's sort of a neat little thing, you know. Rather than uh, having a full bar of, you know, 100 bottles in your house, if you like to host parties or have a variety of different drinks available, uh, you have your little, uh, I don't know if we're going to call them K-Cups or A-Cups for alcohol, but uh, you'll have the cups that you slide into the... uh, uh, the machine, and you get the drink of your choice in just a few seconds. That's awesome. 
We've got Niall Nickel with us today. He joins us live here on our big program. So, Niall, when you go to CES, what the hell is that like? You know, unless you've ever been, you, you can't really describe it. Because the first thing is, is it's so massive. It'll run for, well, if you go to the media days, it will run for uh, six days. But it is literally so big that if you walked at a pretty good pace over the entire show floor area that's spread, split between multiple venues, you couldn't get through it all. So... Um, what you do is you actually pick the things that you want to go see, uh, and you head off those directions to see them. And, of course, along the way, you find another 20 things that, that catch your eye and are interesting. But it, uh, if you're into technology, it is uh, the biggest candy store for techno geeks in the world. But there are so many new products that, that come there, and I'd venture to say that probably close to half the products never see the light of day um, past the show floor. But what happens in many cases is based on new inventions and new applications of the technology that was shown there. So it is just an awesome event. Uh, you know, you're always excited to get on the floor. You're always excited to see all the different things that you're going to see. But by the end of the day, you can't wait to get off your feet <laughs> and imbibe or zonk out, whatever it may be, because you are just wiped out. We have got the fantastic Niall Nickel with us today. He joins us live here on our big program. So, Niall, what what else do you have for us this week before we let you go, my man? One of the other trends that's been going on now for about four or five years is we're getting thinner and thinner televisions. Um, and they're also getting a lot smarter. Well, one of the things that LG did this year was they talked about a, uh, a television screen that is transparent. You might go, well, what use is that? Well, it turns out you could watch it from any angle either side and, and get the same picture. Um, so it's, it's sort of an impressive thing, but that's not the most impressive part about it. They've cut the wires. And so it's the first TV that supports a zero-connect wireless connectivity. And what that means is, you know, if you've got HDMI connections from three or four different sources and you have to switch between them and all of that, it allows you to do all of that remotely, and the TV doesn't need any of that. It is beamed wirelessly in 4K, 120 hertz video straight to the screen from up to 30 feet away. So... Really neat thing, getting rid of the wires, since you now have these TV screens that are as thin as a piece of cardboard that can hang on the wall, uh, hide the power behind it, you don't need any other cords running to it. That's a pretty neat thing. So, exciting stuff there. And I'm also, one last thing, I'm also into um, smart home technology. But one of the things about smart home technology, anybody gets into it or studies it, is there's all sorts of different interconnect problems. There's different hubs that you need, whether it's Bluetooth, Thread, Zigbee, uh, a number of other things. But um, Samsung just came out with a smart thing station that actually seamlessly moves between any of those different standards to give you 
smart home connectivity for any device that you happen to bring into the home. Pretty neat thing, and I'm looking to get a hold of one of those when they launch them in early February. That's awesome. That's awesome. It is Niall Nickel. He's with us today here on our big, big program. So, uh, so Niall, before we let you go, how do we get in touch with you online and social media and all the various things? Well, you can always get me on Facebook at Top Technology Tips, uh, where I uh, share some of the things that I find and uh, chat with people. But by the same tone, token, go to the Xbox. Get me at Niall Nickel, and that's Niall like the river, Nickel like the coin. Always happy to get your show ideas, your technology questions, and be able to give you those technology answers as well. Fantastic. Well, Niall, thanks for making some time for us today. Really appreciate the uh, chat, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. Thank you, sir. Well, I have to go get busy rapping on my way out. <laughs> Thank you, much. Fantastic Nile Nickel. Uh, it's just all sorts of fun. I think I know who that was that I tried to call earlier. I think it was that Tony D. Young guy, that piece of crap. Tony D. Young, the charlatan. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 10 million people. Without destroying your credit, they can reduce your interest rates, lower your total payments up to 50% to get you out of debt fast. For a free consultation, call Consolidated Credit now. The program works. Call 800-435-1899. 800-435-1899. 800-435-1899. Consolidated Credit Solutions Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Kansas CSO 0019051. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 892. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission License Number DC83. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action. Actual interest rates, length of program, and monthly payment reductions will vary by consumer and creditor. Yours could be higher or lower. Not a loan company. We do not lend money. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take... If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. A jacuzzi bath system fits in your existing tub space. It's a no-mess installation with an amazing style selection, factory-certified installers, and a limited lifetime warranty. Call 800-763-8517. That's 800-763-8517. Right now and get 50% off installations with no interest and no payments for 12 months. Replace that old bathtub today with a walk-in shower for a safer bathing experience. If you have lived in your home for over 15 years, it's time to remodel your bathroom. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800-763-8517. That's 800-763-8517. 800-763-8517. 
If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 10 million people. Without destroying your credit, they can reduce your interest rates, lower your total payments up to 50% to get you out of debt fast. For a free consultation, call Consolidated Credit now. The program works. Call 800-786-4109. You work hard to provide a better life for your family. The only problem is that you now have a tax bill that you can't afford to pay. The IRS is now threatening to garnish your wages and put a levy on your bank account. You can't ignore the IRS. They won't go away on their own. You need help. And you need it now. Give us a call now and we'll create a plan of action for you that we guarantee will work. Stop the harassing phone calls. Stop the threatening letters. Stop wage garnishments. Stop any bank levies. And most importantly, put an end to your tax nightmare once and for all. If you have a tax debt of $10,000 or more, call the tax pros at United Tax Fix today. Representatives are standing by to assist you. Call 800-678-7027. 800-678-7027. That's 800-678-7027. Call now. Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-Jiggy. Presenting... Jiggy Jaguar. Yes, indeed. We are back live here. Coast to coast. Baller to Baller on iHeartRadio today. Thanks for tuning in to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast live video on our website. J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com. From the KJAG Radio Studios in downtown Hutchinson, Kansas, we are live each and every day. 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, and 1 p.m. Mountain Standard, and of course 24-7 on our website and on the TuneIn apps. On-demand, archived audio available via TalkShoe and iHeartRadio. And of course, live videos are available. Twitch, Periscope, Facebook, and of course, selected editions will be available on AMFM247.com. 250 radio stations across the country and around the network in the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Network at KFRK in Denver and 990 WBOB out there in Rhode Island of all places. And, of course, follow us on social media. You can find our daily videos uploaded to YouTube, cross-posted to Rumble, and, of course, broadcasting on the Roku via the AMFM 24-7 network each and every week. And the Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast is brought to you by our fabulous friends over there at EarthlyGoodNaturals.com. That's EarthlyGoodNaturals.com. And, of course, Five dollars donated from each of their kits go to Alex's Lemonade Stand for Childhood Cancer. Let's tell you a little bit about these folks. They are available at EarthlyGoodNaturals.com. They offer all-natural DIY kits for kids to create lip balms, soaps, lip gloss, and bath bombs. It allows the kids to understand how to create unique items. Kids are very, very proud to create gifts for their friends and their family, and all their products are 100% natural, made in Canada. And, of course, family-owned. No testing on animals. And they are well-priced at just an amazing, amazing price. Too low for us to give out on the radio. Go over to EarthlyGoodNaturals.com for more information. 
Chef Jamie Gwynn with us today. She joins us live as live can get on our big broadcast. And uh, she has got some incredible tips for our audience. And, of course, Chef Jamie Gwynn is a Culinary Institute of America and Le Cordon Bleu graduate, celebrity chef, and lifestyle expert. She joins us today here on our big, big broadcast. So talk to us a little bit about some of the Memorial Day recipes and essentials. Okay, I don't know why her audio is crap. <laughs> I don't have a clue why her audio is crap. So we are going to go to our next guest. He is going to join us live. So let's go to our next guest. Andrew, how are you? It is James Lowe giving you a call for your radio interview. How are you, sir? Oh, good. <laughs> totally forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, it 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 is. Uh, do you have a little bit of time to to do something with us today, or do we need to reschedule? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's fine. It's just, uh, yeah, no, it's it's fine. I, I'm I'm working on a presentation that totally slipped my mind, so it's fine. Okay. Uh, well, um, this, you don't need you don't need video or anything. Right? No, 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 no. We got you on the telephone, and we're uh, we're going to be up and running here in just a few moments. Okay, that's fine. Fantastic, fantastic. We are back live here, coast to coast, border to border, on iHeartRadio today. Also, AMFM twenty four seven dot com. Tune in iTunes, iHeartRadio today. And, of course, you can get us over there at com. Andrew Bostom is with us today. He's the author of The Legacy of Islamic Anti-Semitism, and he joins us today here on our big, big broadcast. So talk to us a little bit about this book, my friend. It is a fantastic read. Tell us a little bit more about the book. Um, yes, it's, um, well, the original edition came out in 2008, and I updated it in, um, in 2020. Um, and, uh, you know, given, given what's happened, uh, since October 7th, uh, not only the carnage itself, uh, in, in, in Southern Israel, but the sort of perverse, uh, reaction to it, that you're actually seeing a huge spike in anti-Semitism. Um, you know, it's made, it's made it, it's made it, uh, you know, relevant all, all over again. Um, not, not as if it ever really went away. And, um, one of the things I did with the new edition was, um, I introduced it uh, with a with an updated preface, which included a lot of survey data from the Anti Defamation League. Um, and the Anti Defamation League has has put together a very simple instrument for um, for assessing anti-Semitism ar around the globe, and they've and they've applied it. 
it's it's about the only thing that they do well. I mean, it's a very it's a very partisan left hard left now organization. But they developed a survey instrument about uh, well, at least the modern version that they they've been using the cont- the contemporary version in in 2004, and they they modified it slightly in 2014. And all it is is it presents the respondent with 11 anti-Semitic stereotypes. And you have to agree not just with one or two or three or four. You have to agree with the majority of them, six of them. And then you become, I think, what's appropriately defined as as a case, uh, an index case of extreme anti-Semitism. And then they just apply this instrument uh, all all around the world, and they simply tally up, you know, what what percent of each given population they survey um, has this degree of anti anti-Semitism. And you know, d- d- despite uh, so, what's the other interesting phenomenon with this is that, is that ADL, you know, given its hard left uh, ideology, um, is apparently very disturbed with what its own data show because. Um, every population that they survey, you know, over the past 20 years, um, you know, countries versus countries or within populations, uh, Muslims versus non-Muslims. Uh, first of all, when they did their huge survey in, in 2014 of 100 nations, the 16 most anti-Semitic nations were all in, in the Muslim Middle East. Now, maybe that's unsurprising, but at least they quantified it. And this degree of anti-Semitism was so common, it was anywhere between 74 to 93 percent of these of these populations. And so, you know, we're talking. And so the, the, the worst, of course, not surprisingly, was was the was the uh, Muslims of of uh, Gaza and uh, Judea, Samaria, the West Bank, at 93 percent. But but right behind them were the were the Muslims of Iraq. Now, Iraq eradicated expelled expunged it's 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 its last jewish remnant population um uh certainly by the 1967 war and and most of it before then so and there's no active conflict you know going on right now um and so it just it just shows you that this is overwhelmingly a muslim phenomenon and now what's happening is that adl as it surveys in Western Europe, um, within populations, and you can look at uh, this degree of anti-Semitism comparing Muslims to non-Muslim, Muslims to Christians. The last, the, the last data they published was in May of, of last year, 2023, and it covered through the end of 2022. And in France, for example, 62% of the of the French Muslims had this degree of anti-Semitism, so approaching Middle Eastern levels. Um, whereas, you know, 15 percent of the of the Christian population had this degree of anti-Semitism. You know, Europe has its own history of anti-Semitism. So 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 but, but what's interesting is when you so those are the data. And so if you look at the big PDFs that ADL puts out or now it's all on online, um, you know, those are the data. But but the but the um, the the uh, press releases that they issue, for example, the finding that I just told you, just you know, the most recent surveys in Europe in 2023, they don't even mention the finding from France. I, I mean, you know, that, that that's how that's how bad it's gotten uh, in 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 terms of uh, in terms of the denial. Um, and you know, there's a there's a there's a longstanding pattern of, you know, again, producing the, the survey results, burying them inside a large PDF file, uh, you know, which is public, but you know, it's uh, and then issuing press releases which 
uh, you know, complain about other things like um, uh, so. So this this finding that they just published in May of 2023, they again they don't mention anything about the extreme Muslim anti-Semitism, which which was in two of the countries where they gave the breakdown. So it was both Belgium and France. Uh, Belgium was was the mid 50 percent, and uh, and France, as I said, was 62. So when you look at the press release, that's not mentioned at all. But but there is a quote high concern over right wing violence. I mean, I mean, so so this is what goes on all all the time, and there's about a 20 year pattern. So so I think you know people are are just um, shocked when I discuss these data, and and it's interesting because they're all coming from a left wing organization that's that 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 uh, specializes in, in assessing anti-Semitism. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. Andrew Boston is with us. The good doctor joins us today here in our program talking about his incredible, incredible book, The Legacy of Islamic Anti-Semitism. And it is a, a tremendous, tremendous read. Uh why did you decide to write this book and try to tackle this subject, my friend? Yeah, I, you know, I, my first book was The Legacy of, of Jihad, and uh, most of my concern and, and, and the investigation that I did was, was how the, the Islamic conquests impacted the non-Muslim populations. And, um, uh, you know, in, imposing Sharia law on these populations, you know, those that survived, because like any other conquest, they're, they're very bloody. Um, there's, a lot, there's, there's lots of killing, there's lots of enslavement. But they did offer the the option to those that surrendered of living under Islamic law, and that was very very discriminatory against against the non-Muslims. They they essentially had had um, no, no nothing that we would conceive of in terms of, of modern human rights. Lots of discriminations, even even the way they practiced their their own religion, and they had to pay um, basically a tax to prevent the jihad from being renewed against them called called the jizya it's a form of a poll tax um but but uh i was reading about the the brutal conquest of uh of the hindus and buddhists of, of the indian subcontinent and there was this very anti-hindu track by a muslim jurist in the late um the late uh, uh 15th century into the early 16th century and you know, I understood the anti-Hindu uh, vitriol, but in the, but 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 in it, there was just an isolated line quote: "Whenever a Jew is killed, is it is for the benefit of Islam." And I researched this jurist, you know, uh, further and found that there was no evidence that he had physical contact, you know, with with Jews, given given where he was. I mean, he was in he was in uh, northern India, and um, uh, it just it just piqued my curiosity like what what is the source of this animus and unfortunately it turned out that uh you know there's a lot of very very virulent anti-semitic uh themes in in the quran in the in the traditions of muhammad so-called hadith and in the the sacred early biographies of of muhammad which are called the sirah so there's very very potent anti-semitic themes in all those sacred texts and they've been preached, you know, across space and time in, into our era, uh, including by very respected um, uh, mainstream teaching institutions like Al-Azhar University. If you recall, early in President Obama's uh, presidency, he visited uh, Cairo and had the clerics of, from Al-Azhar in front of him. And he talked about 
you know, it's true. In one sense, that it's a, it's a very esteemed teaching institution, but he talked about its religious tolerance, and that is not true. Uh, you know, the the, the last, uh, the, the current grand imam, which is like the papal equivalent of Al-Azhar University, is a virulent anti-Semite, and his uh, immediate predecessor, um, uh, uh, Tantawi, who died in 2010, was, if anything, even worse. Uh, he, he was a modern Quranic commentator, um, and he also wrote a, a, about a 770-page treatise called The Jews in the Quran and, and Traditions as his Ph.D. thesis. And it just drips with, uh, you know, anti-Semitic themes. Um, and, um, you know, they, the, 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 both of these grand imams uh, openly express their anti-Semitism in public, you know, in, in, in public fora, in, in interviews. Um, and um, there's nothing like it. <laughs> you know, you'll, you'll never hear comments like that from any other um, uh, important religious figures or any other religion. Um, it's just kind of unique. Hello? Uh, so, Andrew, uh, this book is incredibly well-written. You put a lot of time and effort into the book. What do you want readers to take away from your writing of this great book? Um, well, first of all, I want, I want them to look at the contemporary data, so, so start, starting with the ADL data. And there are other independent uh, survey data which come to the same conclusions, uh, whether whether the survey takers want to acknowledge that or not is a separate question. Um, but we're living basically in a period where there's a global, and we see this especially after October 7th, where there's literally a global pandemic of Muslim anti-Semitism. And um, I want people to understand that first and foremost, that, the, that, it, that it, it, it's real, it exists, um, and that um, it's, it's based on unreformed, very anti-Semitic themes from Islam's core texts, which are, which are being taught uh, you know, to, 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 to new generations of, of, of children and, and young adults and adults. And this needs to be condemned by people of goodwill um, if it's not going to come from within Islam, then it needs to come uh, from people of goodwill outside Islam, uh, uh, non, non-Muslim religious figures, political leaders, lay leaders. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's imperative. Um, and, you know, that, that, that would be the most uh, important message to take from, from the research I've done. Today, a fantastic, fantastic guest with us today. The good doctor joins us. Dr. Andrew Bostom is with us. The Legacy of Islamic Anti-Semitism is a fabulous book that he has written, and he joins us today here on our big program here on iHeartRadio and, of course, 50-plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world to discuss this incredible, incredible book. So uh, with the research and the approach, how did you go about researching and compiling the, all this historical instances of Islamic anti-Semitism for your book, my friend? Um, so uh, a lot of it is um, a lot of it. So there's two sources, really. The, there's there's, the, there's the, the, the sort of triumphal, you know, Muslim expressions of, of the conquests and, and, and some of the um, some of the uh, uh, tribulations that are imposed upon the non-Muslim people, in, in this case, including the Jews. 
Um, and then there's and then there's the eyewitness accounts of of of, of the victims. Uh, again, in this case, the, the the Jewish population. And then there's there's a third source, which is uh, uh, non-Muslim, uh, non-Jewish observers, particularly um, European uh, travelers, diplomats, etc. Um, so uh, you know, and it's 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 and then and then there there had been some very good, I'd say, late 19th century. Early, uh, early, early, or at least the first half 20th century, uh, Jewish scholars who delved into these issues. You know, unfortunately, I'd say the last 75 years, it's basically been apologetics. But there were very unapologetic uh, analyses that that were that were done by by scholars, and I and I brought them um, brought them back, including materials that hadn't been translated into English before. So there was a huge uh, essay. Uh, about 70 pages, uh, over 200 references by um, a Hungarian rabbi uh, published in French in in the late 1930s, and I had it fully translated into English for the first time, fully annotated, and that was on the anti-Semitic themes in the traditions, in the so-called Hadith, uh, the traditions of of Muhammad and the early Muslim community. Um, And um, there were other materials... uh, like that that I had translated, so it's a large, uh, it's a large compendium. And then I worked with um, with Arabic translators to go into the into the jurists um, uh, and and some of their uh, you know uh, juridical writings, which which had all kinds of anti-Semitic uh, themes. Um, so it, the book is is broken down to you know the theology, and then how uh, it, how that theology, unfortunately, in many many instances, played out. You know, historically, um, you know, through since the advent of Islam through through the present era. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone. Dr. Andrew Boston is with us. The Legacy of Islamic Anti-Semitism is the latest from him, and he joins us today here on the telephone talking a little bit about this incredible, incredible piece of business that he has here. Now, the historical perspective in your book uh, in your view, how has Islamic anti-Semitism evolved over the centuries, and are there key periods that significantly shaped its trajectory? Um, so I think we're living in one of those key periods now, but I would say it's um, even this period it you know dates back uh, already uh, over a hundred years um, with the uh, with the advent uh, of the of the Zionist movement, also or even earlier, perhaps with the with the resurgence of jihadism in the late 19th century, and the um, and and Western uh, Western particularly Western European colonization of some of these uh, Muslim societies, which uh, at least temporarily uh, limited the restrictions of the of the of the, of the Sharia of Islamic law. And allowed non-Muslim populations, Christians, Jews, uh, Hindus, um, to begin to um, function without um, Islamic oppression uh, and advance. Uh, and then there were organizations like the French organization uh, Alliance uh, um, uh, Universelle is, is Israel, Israelite, and uh, they provided specific schools. In this case, for for, for Jews, uh, again, only because. <laughs> they were protected by um, by by Western powers, uh, in this case the French, um, and that that 
saw um, a, a significant advance uh, of, of of the Jews, and that was very much you know resented by the by the by the uh, pr- by their previous um, uh, uh, overlords. Uh, and, and so, so, but that process, you know, is a, it dates back, you know, 150 years or, or, or more now. Um, and then there are other times, and just times of instability, you know, the Jews being a vulnerable minority population, it's gonna, it happens to other minority populations too, um, that they were subjected to, to pogroms and, and, um, and the like. Um, but, uh, but the themes that are used, uh, you know, again, to incite the pogroms against the Jews, come uh, from the, the Islamic sources. So, for example, there's there's a curse upon the Jews in the Quran that's repeated three times where they're transformed into either apes or, or apes and pigs. And um, and that uh, that's in that's in the, the, the fifth surah or chapter of, of the Quran. The 60th verse is, is the apes and pigs. Then there's two other instances, one in the second surah or chapter, the 65th verse, and one in the um, uh, seventh surah chapter, the 166th birth, and, and that's just a transformation into apes. <laughs> and but 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 that sort of that sort of very gross um, uh, 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 hatred is is was used by jurists, for example, to incite a massive pogrom in 1066 uh, in, in 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 Grenada in, in Muslim Spain. Um, the same year as the, you know, as the Battle of Hastings, but this pogrom was much less known. And, and through that period, through the through the 11th century, uh, that was the that was the largest pogrom on European soil. It, it wiped out 4,000 Jews entirely from from the from the um, city of Grenada. Uh, and it was it was inspired by those those. The, if you read the um, the histories of that period, uh, there's a, there was a great Jewish scholar, Moshe Perlman, who studied the polemical literature um, of the Middle Ages. And he went through the writings and showed how frequently that that theme, that, that Quranic theme of the Jews as apes or apes and pigs was used to incite uh, this particular pogrom, which was which was quite large. Um, so there are other instances of, of, of that of that theme other anti-Semitic themes being used um, to incite uh, incite violence. Fantastic. We have got a fantastic guest with us today. Dr. Andrew Boston is with us. The Legacy of Islamic Anti-Semitism, which is an incredible, incredible read, and he joins us today here on the telephone talking a little bit about this incredible book. So in your opinion, what role can education play in addressing and mitigating the effects of Islamic anti-Semitism? Yeah, again, I, I think we're, <laughs> there's so much denial about it. You know, it's such a paradox because on the one hand, it seems so obvious. On the other hand, no one wants, well, no one wants to talk about Islam, period. But, but I think the first thing, again, that's why I focus on the data, is just to recognize the disproportionate nature of Muslim anti-Semitism versus uh, anti-Semitism emanating from other communities. So that's step one. So if the ADL had been doing its job for the last 20 years, and you know they did the job in the sense that they collected the survey data, they did. They've done a great disservice to the to the Jewish community and 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 just in general by I don't know <laughs> whitewashing, ignoring, uh, you know, uh, hiding uh, the results of their own surveys. So uh, you know, people need to acquaint themselves with what the ADL has actually found, uh, you know, over, over the last two decades. 
Um, and then I, I think, you know, you would hope there would be a process that, that would be internal to Islam for reform. Um, I don't really see any evidence of that now. So I think it's going to be incumbent upon, you know, again, non-Muslims of, of good faith to to not accept when they hear you know, grossly anti-Semitic uh, stereotypes being being promulgated by major Islamic teaching institutions, whether they're whether they're Sunni, which is the majority of Muslims, 90 percent of Muslims or, or, or Shiites. So whether they come out of Al-Azhar University, which you know, is in Egypt and is a major Sunni center of teaching, or they, or, or they come out of the, the seminaries in, in Qom or Iran, which are the major Shiite uh, teaching institutions. Um, so I, I think those things, it, it's very, we're at the very beginning of this. Uh, you know, the, the, these things have to be recognized and challenged. We have got a great guest with us today. Dr. Andrew Boston is with us. His latest book, The Legacy of Islamic Anti-Semitism. He joins us today here on the telephone talking a little bit about this book. So as far as future work is concerned, are there any specific areas related to Islamic anti-Semitism that you believe require further research? And do you have plans for any future projects in this domain? Yeah, I, I, there was. Well, there's one thing that that I've uh, I've begun. Um, so I mentioned um, uh, Grand Imam Tantawi, who was the Grand Imam of Al-Azhar University from 1996 to 2010. He passed in 2010. Um, he wrote oh, it's a very dark uh, PhD thesis um, that was published between 1966 and 1968. Um, it's 766 pages. Uh, I'm working with um, a wonderful uh, translator um, who is uh, an academic translator uh, and who is who is of Egyptian uh, origin himself. So he really knows the dialect. And um, I hope to have a full translation into English of this work um, uh, within the next year or so. Uh, so that's and so be fully annotated, and I'll write a long introduction to it. Um, and then um, I don't know. I've been toying with the idea of you know there was a there was a process uh, that began before World War II and accelerated after the Holocaust, um, begun by uh, French Catholics to uh, to which really led to to, to Vatican II and Nostra Aetate. Um, and it was joined by a, a Jewish historian uh, who had been wounded in the Battle of Verdun, um, Jules Isaac, and lost half his family in the Holocaust. And they, they joined forces, and they had a very simple premise, which you know ultimately prevailed at, at some level with, within the Church, and, and they sold it to, to, to two uh, popes, which was that obviously you can't change the word. It's, uh, you know, the, the, it's, it's, it's divine, it's sacred. Um, but you can you can change the interpretations of of um, of the New Testament and 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 the themes that have been generated mostly I would say beginning with the Church Fathers that that it gave an anti-Semitic gloss or interpretation to 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 passages from the New Testament and then that became part of the teaching for many many years um, so they challenged that. And they said um, that you know these verses can and had been. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a universal interpretation. Can be interpreted in 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 much more positive ways. And um, 
And really that led to, and, and also, but it was, there was also a, a mea culpa, which I don't see in Islam, which was, which was an acknowledgement by the church itself that there had been serious anti-Semitism and it had had, you know, tragic and, and murderous even consequences at times in history. Um, and it, it took that kind of, you know, that kind of self-critical uh, analysis to, to uh, make the, make the process uh, real. Um, but it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's had its impact. It's not a perfect process. None of these processes are. Um, but, but again, you won't, you won't see the Vatican, uh, you know, uh, declaring uh, holy war on the Jews uh, uh, and, and, and using, you know, the worst potential themes of anti-Semitism from Christian theology to, to animate it. You know, that just, that just doesn't happen. Um, but unfortunately, that's not true of Islam. So. Well, I really appreciate you making time for us today. Before we let you go, how do people buy the book and get in touch with what you're doing online? Yeah, so um, uh, my books are available uh, at, at Amazon. Just just uh, type in my name, uh, Andrew Bostom, B-O-S-T-O-M. Um, I'm active on Twitter, uh, or actually it's X now, I guess, uh, at just all lowercase, at Andrew Bostom, and I have a website, where virtually all my writings appear, um, and, it, and it's just andrewbostom.org. Fantastic. Well, Andrew, I really appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on and chatting with us about your incredible book. We will talk to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. Thank you, sir. Take care. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. There he goes. That is Dr. Andrew Bostom. The legacy of Islamic anti-Semitism. And he joins us today here on our big program. So we are going to take a brief time out. When we come back, we've got more coming up. You are listening to the World If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 10 million people. Without destroying your credit, they can reduce your interest rates, lower your total payments up to 50% to get you out of debt fast. For a free consultation, call Consolidated Credit now. The program works. Call 800-435-1899. 800-435-1899. 800-435-1899. Consolidated Credit Solutions Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Kansas CSO 0019051. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 892. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission License Number DC83. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action. Actual interest rates, length of program, and monthly payment reductions will vary by consumer and creditor. Yours could be higher or lower. Not a loan company. We do not lend money. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. 
A jacuzzi bath system fits in your existing tub space. It's a no-mess installation with an amazing style selection, factory-certified installers, and a limited lifetime warranty. Call 800-763-8517. That's 800-763-8517. Right now and get 50% off installations with no interest and no payments for 12 months. Replace that old bathtub today with a walk-in shower for a safer bathing experience. If you have lived in your home for over 15 years, it's time to remodel your bathroom. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800-763-8517. That's 800-763-8517. 800-763-8517. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 10 million people. Without destroying your credit, they can reduce your interest rates, lower your total payments up to 50% to get you out of debt fast. For a free consultation, call Consolidated Credit now. The program works. Call 800-786-4109. 800-786-4109. Consolidated Credit Solutions Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Kansas CSO 0019051. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 892. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission License Number DCA3. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action. Actual interest rates, length of program, and monthly payment reductions will vary by consumer and creditor. Yours could be higher or lower. Not a loan company. We do not lend money. You work hard to provide a better life for your family. The only problem is that you now have a tax bill that you can't afford to pay. The IRS is now threatening to garnish your wages and put a levy on your bank account. You can't ignore the IRS. They won't go away on their own. You need help. And you need it now. Give us a call now and we'll create a plan of action for you that we guarantee will work. Stop the harassing phone calls. Stop the threatening letters. Stop wage garnishments. Stop any bank levies. And most importantly, put an end to your tax nightmare once and for all. If you have a tax debt of $10,000 or more, call the tax pros at United Tax Fix today. Representatives are standing by to assist you. Call 800-678-7027. 800-678-7027. That's 800-678-7027. Call now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.